0: It's a little bit chilly out there today. Yeah,
1: like a little windstorm and a little bit of rain.
0: Yeah, they said it was going to be a big windstorm, and then nothing really happened.
1: Yeah, I feel like I'm all, you know, trying to cozy today. I
0: know. <laughs> well, it's in that weird time of the switching between seasons when.
1: As I hit my mic. <laughs> yeah, we'll take
0: that out or not. Um, <laughs> in that weird time of switching seasons when it goes from like seventy degrees to chilly, you know?
1: Yeah. I'm uh I'm moving to get a picture of you uh, with our with our drinks oh, this God. time.
0: You know this is this is terrible radio, right?
1: Well you can <laughs> cut it out,
0: I don't care. Yeah, you (laughs) taking pictures on our podcast.
1: (laughs) Well, I take pictures everywhere, so what's the (laughs)
0: Right, right. No doubt, no doubt. Um, We crossed 400 downloads.
1: Yeah, we did.
0: And listen, I know that's... That's probably not a big deal. It's probably not a big deal. It's so freaking cool for us.
1: I know, 400 listens. And I'm imagining that, let's see... We have 11 episodes, so times yeah. that by two. So 22 of those are ours. Yeah. But outside of that- That's a little that, crazy. Yeah. That's
0: a lot crazy for us. So anyway, yeah, just kind of fun, a fun little thing.
1: And I launched a new podcast this you week. You did
0: launch a new podcast. We talked about it last time, and, uh, and you actually have it out yeah. now.
1: It is live now. And it's great. Yeah, I'm getting um, some great responses from it because um, my guest was just- uh, had a lot to offer and has a lot to talk about. So yeah, I'm excited about it.
0: Yeah. I'm going to adjust my mic now a little bit and make some noise here. So but that's okay. So
1: <laughs> what are we drinking? You told me not to try. Okay. It so I
0: told yeah, I told you, I said, I'm not even going to, I don't want to talk about it until we get down here. Right. Okay. So, um, because it's like a little chilly out and yeah. we were both kind of like, just feeling like we couldn't quite warm up. Um, Did you put alcohol
1: in it? Because I am cleansing this week.
0: (laughs) So, um, (laughs) it's uh, uh, yes, I did. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's okay. I Um, I could cheat. Yeah. uh, I did a take on our uh, espresso martinis. Oh. These are hot espresso martinis.
1: Oh, I'm going to like it.
0: Well, we'll see. So I did it a little different this time. I Instead of doing a shot, you know, because I wanted a uh-huh. little bit more and I wanted to kind of tone it down a little bit for your sake. I actually put a little less alcohol in yours because I know you're cleansing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just put it into mine instead. So. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm kidding. Anyway, um, but uh, yeah, just like a full cup of coffee. And then in mine, you know, a shot of vodka, half shot of Klua and some... Almond milk. Oh. And uh I think it turned out great.
1: Okay. You should try try
0: it. Yeah. It is, I mean it's it's pretty hot right now, but uh yeah, tell me if you like it or not. I do like it. Yeah. There's not a lot to it. Well, I mean there I shouldn't say that. I made you this new drink. It sucks. (laughs) No, not at all. That's not what I'm saying.
1: We did have one that did do that, (laughs)
0: Corona. (laughs) Yeah, Corona Sours, or whiskey Corona Sours. That we
1: realized after the podcast, you forgot to mix it. Laura (laughs) mixed it thoroughly, so it did taste better mixed. Right, right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is different, though. No, actually, I really like this. It's kind of, it's subtle, I should Mm -hmm. say, because it's got a a lot of coffee in it. Yeah. So anyway.
1: No, it's nice. You like it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's warm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but you gave the recipe
1: away and I was really toying with this idea. Somebody had encouraged us to maybe consider a Patreon for our podcasts. And I was thinking, well, what's the, what's the fun thing that we could do for our Patreon listeners? We can give recipes, but you already gave it away. So that doesn't work. We
0: we don't have Patreon right now. I know,
1: (laughs) but I'm saying you just kind of blew my idea.
0: Right, right, right. I go back in and beep those out. (laughs) <laughs> I guess you could Let's go back and
1: edit all the podcasts
0: right. <laughs> re-release them. Yeah. We could do something fun like that. So, but and then we're we're doing them in our yeti mugs, which yeah. are both of our birthday presents
1: to each other. To yeah. each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah cuz Well, uh, obviously
0: to each other.
1: Well, <laughs> it, it's kind of crazy. It's like a weird search or it's a search for um a uh, a, a mug, a coffee mug, because I take mine to work with me every day, and I drink it throughout the day.
0: Well, not for the last month, you have. It, well, but.
1: no, I do take mine to work with me every <laughs> oh, day. That's it's true. just I wander around the house with it, but
0: um, in your pajamas, in <laughs>
1: my pajamas. <laughs> um, but it's uh, looking for a uh, a top on an insulated mug that actually you can sip out a bit. Well, yeah, I think we must have gone through like five or six different brands. And uh, the Yeti is pretty awesome. So
0: sounds an awful like lot, like an like advertisement we're making fucking commercials all the time. But, I know, uh, but we, it's
1: just stuff we we're have just and stuff we do. Like
0: <laughs> we're we're practicing for when we we get our big sponsors. What was it we saw? It there Yeti
1: Patreon a dollar.
0: Like uh, the Joe Rogan experience, his podcast. He gets how much per episode?
1: Oh my gosh, it was huge. Like. Is it 10 grand an episode? I thought and it was he, a lot
0: more. I thought it was like 45 grand an episode or something like that. I don't it was know, like some stupid. And he stupid puts them out like every day. Yeah.
1: I'm like, <laughs> come on. The math has to be wrong in there somewhere. I
0: actually haven't looked any of that up. So that was all just hearsay. Oh, you're going to oh, look it. Oh, no, up?
1: I'm the one that looked it up. And that's what I'm oh. the one who told you that.
0: Anyway, it's still just kind of. <laughs> it's like, that's what we're shooting for. You know, we're shooting for like, you know, I mean, I'd be. I would be totally fine with just, you know, with half of that. So like twenty grand an episode. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, I just that <laughs> right in the mic.
0: So we're practicing for our big sponsorships is what we're doing. <laughs> no, my yeah. my brother in law asked me the other day. He was like he's like, so are you, are you guys doing this for money? Is this about <laughs> the money? Yes, yeah too. Yeah, and I'm like, Oh yeah, we're rolling, rolling it, it. <laughs> with mm-hmm. our four hundred downloads. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're big business. To the, the money we have spent in
1: the pod or in the uh, microphones, um, yeah, we're we're negative. Yeah, <laughs> in the podcast world, right? This
0: is a labor of love. Yeah,
1: it's just it's just fun.
0: It's just fun. And again, like I said, we we started this on vacation, like on a lark. You know, yeah. we're sitting in our in our camper. In our, yeah, our just pod. for
1: you to try and help me process some things, yeah. and we. And I, and every time we would have these amazing conversations, I'd need to reference them, and I couldn't remember what we had said, all the details of yeah. it. And so we just decided to record it um, so that I could go back to it. And then we went, wow, this is kind of fun.
0: And I kept saying, we should have recorded that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So we started. So we did. And here it is. It's yeah. fun now. It's fun. So, And again, because we were on vacation and vacation <laughs> drinking... <laughs> We, we were like drinking on, we recorded a couple different episodes while we were on vacation with drinks, and we're like, well, we should just keep that going. <laughs> you
1: know? Okay, so do you ever So we prolong
0: vacation is what we're doing.
1: Do you ever feel like you wonder if we're going to run out of drinks, like different unique drinks? I feel like we have to do something different every time now, and- Oh, I
0: don't feel like that.
1: Do you know more drinks than I do?
0: No, no, no. I don't feel like we have to do something new every time.
1: Well, I kind of do. Like, oh. what are we gonna drink this time? Like, it's kind of fun to yeah, try something new.
0: It's if we but did that, a different no, I'm one not worried about week. that either. I mean, like, well, look at look at this. We it's did, not
1: much of a cookbook.
0: You know, we today we're doing hot espresso martinis. Something, <laughs> but several episodes ago we did cold, cold. espresso martinis. <laughs> yeah, we're really. We're already scraping the bottom of the barrel.
1: So when we make this (laughs) Patreon cookbook, (laughs) it's going to have one page is going to be the hot. (laughs) And it's going to be a separate page for the cold one.
0: Right. And technically I've made two different drinks here because yours has about half the vodka that mine does. See, again, you're giving the recipes away.
1: (laughs) Is it a recipe when it's a drink?
0: Yes. It's still a recipe. Okay. When it's food related. Or maybe it's I, I. No, I think it's any. I think there's. <laughs> should we just? Should we really prove how ignorant we are about most things? <laughs> you know I, what well, do they say?
1: eleven episodes, I think we already <laughs> <have> proved <laughs> right. that.
0: Uh, yeah. What what what's the saying about the fool? <laughs> it's, you know, uh, better better for someone to think you a fool a fool a fool a fool. <laughs> <laughs> better someone to think you a fool. Then to open your mouth and prove them right, you know, or something
1: or like it, that. And then record it. <laughs> and then
0: record it for anyone to listen to. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So much
1: exposure and vulnerability. And play
0: back and accuse you <laughs> with later. You it's know. so
1: much fuel for our kids.
0: Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, okay, so here's the one thing I think we've done so right with our kids. Because I, I know we've, we probably haven't done a lot of, no. Well, yeah. I shouldn't say no, I know, because I think we've done a pretty good job with our kids in general. But, uh, um, but the one thing we've done really right with them is we own our shit. You know? yeah. And so we're like, yeah, we didn't really know what we were doing. Or, oh, we they, shouldn't have done that. Or If they bring know, anything
1: up to us, we're like, we already know that.
0: Yeah, if they bring <laughs> up whatever, we're like, yeah, you should go to therapy for that. <laughs> I,
1: like, I thought yeah. you were in therapy for that. <laughs> right.
0: We know it's our fault. You should go to therapy for that. <laughs> Wasn't
1: that the bill I paid for last month? <laughs> right,
0: right. So yeah, you know, I think that's the that's not what we're talking about today. Oh, well, it's not what we were planning on talking about today. Yeah. But uh, I think that's the key to successful parenting is owning your shit.
1: Oh, I was gonna say it was. Um... Provide a very open environment for therapy, and then
0: oh yeah, <laughs> you're not
1: trying, trying so hard to avoid <laughs> Encourage all Encourage your kids up. to
0: go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Or drink more. I don't know. One of those three.
0: <laughs> yeah, but later in life, so we don't have to pay for it. I mean, I'd much rather they pay for it on their <laughs> own. Wait
1: till you're an adult. <laughs> that's right. Or you have insurance for. That's it. That's
0: right. That's right. That's no, that's, no, that's really a good what thing. I'm thinking.
1: No, our girls have really benefited from. From that. So I don't I, I, I know we're so joking too. about it, but it's actually been a really good thing. Well, there. we learn a lot from them. Yeah. We do. We do. We do. I mean
0: we, we learn a lot from them, you know. Yeah. I think it's a I think it's a good a good system. Yeah. So again, not what we were planning on talking about. That would be good to talk about sometime though.
1: Therapy? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we did in the first episode, but I called it therapied. <laughs> Therapede.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I was thinking On kids. (laughs) We could just talk about kids. Children's. Offspring. Fruit of my loins. (laughs) (laughs) I hate that phrase. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's some good bible for you right there. (laughs) Full quivers. Full quivers. (laughs) My quiver is full. Our quiver was quite empty. empty. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking at a... I had a friend I haven't talked to in decades on Facebook today, and we've got like five kids. And I was like, oh, holy shit. I don't know what I would have done with five kids. That was
1: always the number we were chasing.
0: It, it was? Yeah. I'm really glad that never happened. We well, we, we would have then, we would have really owed some therapy if that would have happened. I don't know. You just
1: put the oldest one in charge of the rest and oh, that's it's right. their
0: fault. <laughs> that's how it goes, huh? <laughs> Yeah, that's the magic to that. Like those twenty kids and counting TV shows or whatever is the. Oh, there's
1: no magic there, <laughs> <laughs> babe. You just,
0: you just keep having kids, and you've always got an old enough one to take care of the, Honey, the youngest you, one. You
1: know, there's so much more to that story, and uh, it got really oh messed Jesus. up for that. Not exact talking reason. about that either. <laughs> wow, we're missing all the good topics.
0: I know we are missing the good topics. Yeah, well, we don't, you know. I know that probably half the people who listen to this podcast are big fans of that show. So, no, Or that's, traumatized by that's it. That's probably not right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if that, that show's on TV anymore. So, whatever. So, anyway. Um,
1: <laughs> they are definitely not a sponsor of our podcast. <laughs> they are definitely
0: not a sponsor. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, nor would we. I would care for them podcasts. to be. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. But no opinions on on how many kids people <laughs> should have. Twenty ones <laughs> a lot. Twenty, yes, <laughs> or whatever I ended at. I'm sure it's more than I that now. I mean, it's been a few years since I've seen the show, so there's got to be at least three more. <laughs> no, she had to stop. So. Uh, see already now we're getting into things that I I don't know I don't I I haven't I don't I haven't followed up with them. I, right, we don't need to. Let's we used to on. watch that show a lot though.
1: Well, just to kind of torture ourselves, honestly, it was. Um,
0: That's reality are, TV. Okay, period, if you're going to admit it?
1: that we watched that, then we also have to admit oh, wait, we watched
0: no, <laughs> Sister Wives. <it>. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> you said. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, sister lives. That was a good one yeah. too. <laughs> the things
1: we are drawn to.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: Oh, it caught, it caught you watching. Uh, ninety, ninety. Uh, what was it?
0: Um, you did not catch me watching. Oh, that. it was just.
1: It was just playing in the background. It was. a... Uh,
0: I I think Sydney had uh, had that on, or something. well, I don't think anybody
1: was watching. I think it was TV. Maybe was just it just running. came on. Yeah, yeah, and um, but it was like.
0: 90 day fiance, or something, or something like, that.
1: like yeah. that. And you finally clued into what was being, you know, talked about on the show, and you're like, oh my gosh. Like, this
0: is so sad. This so is so
1: desperate. This
0: is breaking my heart seeing how desperate these people are. Yeah. So, that's what you
1: get in quarantine.
0: That <laughs> Yes, you find out a lot about the world. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh! So you were having kind of an interesting conversation with somebody today, and and it sparked an yeah. interesting conversation with, with between you and I, and then we we're like,
1: let's talk about it. We let's should record that. The icon. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Rather than wasting all that conversation on nobody. Well, but we each started other. we started
1: talking, <laughs> and it's just like we had said in a previous podcast feel like I better stop this conversation let's turn the mics on (laughs) Um, (laughs) but no it was actually uh, an interesting conversation I had via Voxer today um, that kind of sparked some thought that I was um, interested in continuing I would I was interested in having the conversation with you too and um, just kind of seeing what evolved from it Um, and as we do with any conversation here I don't know, necessarily know where you're going to land on something or what your opinion is going to be of yeah. something. So, um, in Not one always, set, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah and some, it's, sometimes it can be as, as much of an adventure for us to see where a conversation leads. Um, some of them are we know where we're headed when we're telling the stories of ourselves or something like that. But like this one today, uh, we don't quite, quite know where we're going um, other than you know, to, just start it and see where it lands. So.
0: Well, just give us the gist of the conversation, uh, obviously without any, you know, details or anything.
1: Well, yeah, no, <laughs> it, it really came down to this idea that, um, you know, there's a lot of fractions right now of the Christian faith. Um, and I say lots of fractions because it's, uh, not only is the kind of the evangelical christian um stream uh fractured but i think other denominations are too um
0: well just the sheer volume of denominations yeah absolutely and then denominations within denominations like sects of denominations right. um it i mean it's just very abundantly clear how fractured right the christian community is
1: well and right now i told you this morning um i i have I have been a little bit polarized by what is going on um in America right now. Um it has kind of blown my mind how uh divided like right down the middle there's not any gray area about things anymore. Right. Um and particularly in a pandemic and uh you know economy is getting far more Right and left and, and I just, I don't remember a time in my 46 years <laughs> where things were so black and white polarized. one side yeah. or the other yeah. and, um, and I'm finding that it's actually creating quite a bit of um, stress for me um, because I'm, uh, I think I'm actually surprised there's another conversation outside of common sense. Hmm. You know, I mean, the things that I just go, well, we shouldn't want somebody else to get sick. And apparently we do. Um, So these things have just uh, kind of overwhelmed me, uh, particularly Hmm. in the last week. Um, It's bringing up, um, you know, in the news, all kinds and socially, all kinds of issues from immunizations to um, obviously economy. To uh, voting, to I—it's uh, just—it's just nothing's untouched yeah. right now, and so um, I kind of came to this uh, space in a conversation with Sydney. She was talking about Japan, and um, in this idea that uh, she mentioned that they had these really cool vending machines there, and yeah. they. Um, <laughs> have all kinds of things in them that we don't necessarily do in vending machines here in America. And, um, she said you could choose hot coffee, um, hot tea, cold coffee, cold tea. And it's more like it actually makes it for you. And you know, it was just kind of. I mean, cause
0: they have like coffee vending machines here, but it was like, this was like good stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like stuff that you would want to drink.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so anyway, she's telling me about this and she goes, oh, and some of them have alcohol in it too. And I said, did they have a you know, a drinking age. And she says, yeah, but they don't really seem to uh, ask for ID or like we do here in America. Um, And and that she had, you know, seen or witnessed while we were there. And she said, or while she was there. And and I said, well, why wouldn't they do that? Why would they just put it in a vending machine? And she said, well, Japan has this um, different kind of respect. Um, So it's not just a respect for... This is the rule, but they have a self-respect that I wouldn't want to mm. do that to my body um, until I should, it should be okay for me to do that to my body. And it really struck me in that conversation that that was sort of the, the key point to what's going on in America right now is that these issues, these, these, these sides that everybody's taking – really comes down to... I thought it was individualism, which I think is a piece of it. Sure. But I really think it comes down to an issue of self-respect because you see it play out in so many other areas um, in the health industry, um, in uh, how we navigate money, um, how we navigate relationships, um, how we come to some of the conclusions, uh, political uh, viewpoints that we have, um, can really be directed towards whether or not I respect myself um and so it it dawned on me maybe I, I i don't know i don't know this is like not a big epiphany, but it was just this realization that we um if we can't respect ourselves then why would we respect our neighbor um and this has been my thing just hmm. love your neighbor like protect your neighbor we went um dang it, why do we do this every week? We went to freaking Costco again. Um,
0: well, cause we have to eat. We,
1: yeah, I know. But, <laughs> um, it, it, I actually toy with the idea of whether I go or not because there's so much anxiety in it for me. Um, but the, uh, I would say, uh, about 75% of the people that were in Costco this weekend, um, were not wearing any kind of, um, mask in Costco. The next day was going to be moving to requiring that before they came in and, and, uh, and it just was, you know, everybody's going to have their own opinion, and I'll probably get backlash for this, but um, it just really struck me that this was not about, hey, I don't think I need to be protected, or I'm okay if I get the virus. I'm making that decision for myself. Wearing a face mask is not about a decision for yourself. It's a decision that you're making for your neighbor. It doesn't really protect you. You're protecting your neighbor from, um, from you, and so it just felt like you're walking around with a big F you um, all around you. Like it's an act of rebellion to not wear this mask. Now I know that's not the case for everyone, but it's this distressful this social structure right now that we're trying to engage yeah. with. And so it struck me in that, after that conversation, after going to Costco, that if I don't respect myself um, or at whatever level I respect myself is the level that I'm going to respect my neighbor. So if I actually feel that there is something to care for about myself, that part of humanity, that that yeah, that part of my humanity is going to do that to somebody else. I know there's the biblical side to that
0: too. So I'm I'm curious in in, in hearing you all this together. I'm curious why you, why you are looking at that as an issue of self-respect as an, as opposed to an issue of just respecting your neighbor. I mean, mm-hmm. cause that part I guess is obvious, you know, it's, it's not respecting someone else, but how is, how are you seeing that as a, um, as a symptom of not respecting yourself?
1: Well, I think, um, at the core of it I probably should use a different example cuz this one is just so such a hot topic right now but um but it is what's on the table so I guess here I go um i think that when you decide um what you believe about covid um its transmission the science um you decide that for yourself so you are then deciding it for your neighbor so what you decide about it for yourself, I'm not going to vaccinate when the vaccine comes out. I'm not going to uh, care if I get COVID. Then you pass that on to how you interact with your neighbor. Um, it's really hard to to not care if you get the disease, but then turn around and care if your neighbor does. That's a hard uh, that's God. a hard shift. So, but if you are concerned about yourself. Then you, it's almost an automatic that you become concerned for someone else. Um, so, I think we see it in a lot of ways when we fight so hard for what should be mine that we aren't actually thinking about what should be our neighbors. Um, it it keeps hmm. us from uh, thinking about community. Um, if we're not caring for ourselves, why? Why would we extend that care outside of that? Um, When you think about growing a garden um, and tending it and caring for it um, so that you put something good in your body or something that you've labored for into your body, um, it's it's often um, kind of a continual response to want to open that up, either give it away or move into communal gardens or... um, or something like that now, America is is so much I'm realizing this now in in crisis we're just seeing these things just really rise to the surface. we are um so much about our rights, what belongs to me that we have truly forgotten what belongs to us as a whole hmm.
0: um, oh that's some that's some shaky ground for some people
1: yeah I know <laughs> it, it, it's it's really um, I think it's actually sort of creating a bit of a trauma within myself hmm. um, because we've we've existed we go we go to work we do our routines we come home we do the life that we want to do and we interact with our community based on how much we want to interact and who we mm. want to interact with um, and now we're in a time where I actually need someone to consider that I might not want to get the virus, even if they do, and they don't care.
0: Yeah, I. Um, I think that.
1: Did I we think just it, go deep really fast?
0: Yeah, yeah <laughs> we totally did. Um, but I, I think you're. I think you're spot on with the respecting yourself thing. Just to kind of go back to the. You know Sydney's Japanese example from it, and and again, let's not kid ourselves. We don't know enough about Japanese culture to know if this was just a surface observation she saw. I mean, I'm sure there's deep-seated things. No, but she has talked
1: about this social structure is very different in America.
0: Yes, Um, I'm yes, Um, but one of the things that we talked about in in regards to, you know, you don't need any kind of ID to buy alcohol out of a vending machine, Mm -hmm. and it's available out of vending machines. But she didn't really see an issue with, you know, underage people getting alcohol out of vending machines, right? Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> and, and we were talking about that and, and we were talking about that as an issue of self-respect because like we look at it, let's, let's just look at the same thing here in America where underage drinking is a massive issue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, why? Well, I would say, um, and this is completely anecdotal. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I haven't I, don't, I can't cite any studies or anything else, so it's completely anecdotal. I would say the vast majority of underage drinkers took their first drink to impress somebody else. right? They were in some uh, kind of yeah. situation where they were at a party, they were with friends, they were you know, whatever else that it might be, right? They were in some kind of situation where they felt this social pressure, to to do something, quote unquote, I'm using air quotes here, bad, you know? And yeah.
1: Or cool. I mean I think you could Yeah, do.
0: but it's cool because it's bad. Right. I mean, because you're not supposed to. Right. Right? And so it's the cool thing that you don't want to be, you don't want to be weak, you know? You don't want to be you don't want to be that I person who says no. Or, yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, and so the whole issue of underage drinking begins with a self-respect issue because we have young people who don't have enough self-respect to say, I, I really don't give a shit what you think about me. I, I don't want to take a drink. <laughs> you know. Right. Um, and so, and instead, it's this massive peer pressure kind of push to, you know, to... You know, and, I, and I, that goes with societies in general, right. but it's magnified here. I think in in so many ways. I think it's catered to here as well. Do
1: you mean is in um, here? You mean the U.S.?
0: Yeah, okay. yeah. And so, um, so now you you take that and you just kind of blow that up a bit. Well, and you look at every other situation that exists out there too. And it's like um, I think there's this there is this kind of this inherent lack of respect for ourselves that we see play out all over the place in um in in again like you said fighting for my rights well how is that an issue of self-respect right mm-hmm. well it's because i i don't respect myself enough to to see my myself in the true context of um of being a part of a whole, being mm-hmm. a part of a community that I, I see myself set apart from my, from community. Therefore I have to fight for what's my piece of the pie kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's inherently, it's a, it's a, it's a lack of not, uh, when we say respect, it's a, it's a lack of not seeing your, your true place, right? It's a lack of not seeing reality for what it is. Um, Um, It's not acknowledging um, a a truth about ourselves, Um, whereas I think that respecting oneself is acknowledging a truth about oneself, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so somebody that has respect for themselves, then they say, I understand. I understand my strengths. I understand my weaknesses. I understand my need for others. I, I understand where others need me. I understand. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. you, you see yourself in this reality context almost. Um,
1: I would go as far to say that um, that the root, the very beginning root of racism at, uh, about anything comes down to a lack of self-respect. Yeah. and And so right now we're seeing this Um, I I know racism has always existed in America, but we're seeing some really blatant um, justified um, acts of racism.
0: Um, Yeah, there was just that sick, mm. sick story. And a video just came out about the two white guys who chased down a black jogger jogging through their neighborhood and end up shooting him twice in the chest with a shotgun and killing him. Yeah, it's
1: probably the most horrific, horrific thing I've seen.
0: I it just, I, I was, I, I don't even, I don't have words.
1: Right. And what motivates hate is such a disgust for self, I think. Where you're, you see yourself as so much less than that you've got. Prove something? I I don't know. I'm I'm kind of. It becomes I'm, this.
0: It becomes this alter pursuit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's the same thing with like the childhood bully. Or... Yeah. Right. That they that they are, and again, there, this has been, you know, proven in the mental health world that someone unchecked who feels horribly about themselves will oftentimes try to make someone else feel look, appear, or feel less than they are in order to, in order to try to feel better about themselves. Right. right? And so I, I, I think we're just seeing like this, the same kind of tendencies all over the place and all kinds of different contexts. And, and really then it gets, it gets celebrated. Um, it's, it's celebrated here in America to, you know, to, to fight for your rights. Why? Because if you don't elevate your status, then you will be less than someone else. Well, the only way you can buy into that is if you already it's see really yourself as less sense than sense. someone else, yeah. that you can't stand the thought of someone being in a higher position than you. Mm-hmm. You don't inherently see yourself as having the same or equal value depending on whether they have more money or whether they have more land than you do or whether they have, you know, whatever else it might be, right? But there's this, there is this effort that has to be put into raising your position or lowering someone else's position so that you can feel better about yourself, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, and again, I, I think you're, I think you're absolutely right. It's, it's, it's fundamentally a lack of respect for yourself. It's a, it's a lack of, of seeing the inherent, infinite worth that you have simply because you exist. You
1: exist. Well, that actually is a good lead into what my conversation was um, earlier well, it's today. called
0: Full Circle is what it's full called. Full
1: Circle. <laughs> um, it's called Planned But Not Planned. <laughs> um,
0: no, no. This is fitting nicely into my outline right here, don't you see? Yes.
1: <laughs> you <see your laughs> desktop. This is point missing.
0: 47 where we come back <laughs> to the original topic. <laughs>
1: um, but, it, you know, I've, I've questioned in all of this, um, particularly at the... Um, the last election, uh, presidential election we had, how divided the church suddenly became um, over wow. a political candidate, right? Wow. Um, I, w- my mind was being blown over the rationalization and the excuses and the justifications made for someone that held a life so counter to what I was raised to believe we should be doing in our lives um, morally. And... Uh, it, it was just it's been it's been pretty mind-blowing honestly and um and so I, I come I, I kind of bring that together with this COVID stuff and the self-respect and and I keep finding me finding my way back to this core issue um, this core belief this core worldview of ourselves um of whether we see ourselves as good or as bad, as worthy or as worthless. And, um, so when I ask how, how does the, the church, the Christian church right. get wrapped up into that, I come back to its core theology, which isn't actually, does God exist? That isn't where it starts. It starts with, um... We sinned and we need God to rescue us and so we we are born evil dirty wrong bad um, and we have to we have to work our way back whether that's working our way to the cross with a prayer with um, a conversion or we work our morality into a place of um, uh, righteous actions, um, holy endeavors, things like that. And, um, and I think that we have raised for generations now, um, I loosely say Christ followers to believe that they need Christ because they're bad. And when I made a big shift in my thinking on this, um, it actually really changed my worldview, which was the conversation you and I started to have earlier. Was how um, how important is this specific belief in our lives to how we engage the world? Right.
0: That is, I mean, you know, you you said that um, you know the like the, the core Christian. Value of you know whether God exists or not is not the starting place, right? Mm-hmm. The I mean the 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 gospel message in um, in I will say every single church save one that I have um, that I've ever been a part of has always started with in the beginning we sinned
1: mm-hmm.
0: barely even in the beginning God. Created.
1: created. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of skip over that part, right? It's in
0: the beginning. We <clears throat> sinned. We are. We are flawed. We are um, um, inherently prone to making horrible mistakes that are offensive to God, um, that demand punishment from God, right. and that that we um, and that. And this, this whole thing, too, that even if you think you've lived a good life, like this, this most famous saying that, that I used to use all the time, mm-hmm. you, you think you're a good person, you think you've done good things, well, compared to the holiness and the righteousness of God, mm-hmm. it says that your good works are like filthy rags. And the direct translation of filthy rags are like old-timey menstrual rags, That's how God views your good works, and I'm (laughs) like, which is a
1: whole other topic about how we have treated women's menstrual cycles as a dirty, (laughs) awful, ugly thing. Anyway, that's another conversation for another podcast.
0: That's a conversation that I just sit here and listen to. <laughs> you know, I, have, I will. Save, I, have, I will
1: save that for yes. my own personal podcast.
0: I have no input on. <laughs> 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 um, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I'm already fucking that conversation <laughs> up. <laughs> we haven't even had it, hmm. anyway. Um, but again, when you when you have a starting point of that, that, that. We had it all. We had paradise. And then we fucked it up with a bite of an apple.
1: Uh, even you know? more specifically,
0: woman did. Woman did. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, and yeah, it was the... And, and in fact, that's why... We're, this is a total tangent. We can't <laughs> get off on this right now. But that's why women can't teach in the church. Yeah. Is because they were the first ones to fail. They
1: made man stumble. It's yeah. all her fault.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good God. Um, so anyway, when that is your starting point, well, then you start at a point of disrespecting yourself,
1: right? You How- are of no, um, natural value. No, um, no, no natural worth. You are already broken from the time you were born. Um, and we have to continue, continually eradicate that from you. Um, and I remember this in, you know, raising my children in the church, this idea that I can actually do something to get rid of that sinful way of them. Um, yeah. It makes it really hard. Not I, I love my girls. I don't know that I ever truly struggled with this, but I have seen the pressure for it and the existence of it in the church where we become so tach- detached from the way that we love our children, because this is about making them into something that they, in their sure. in their birth, are not. Sure. Yeah. It's, you play that out all the way, and, and I go, why should I be surprised at what I'm seeing um, from uh, the Christian community in this environment?
0: But what it gives me the right to do... Is to look at you the same way then. Oh, uh, yeah. Because if oh. I am inherently wicked... So and, are you. Then so are yeah. you. And it's it's by the grace of God that I get to be saved from hell and I get to go to heaven. But I'll, I'm not good.
1: But here's the difference that you and you. I have in this. That you actually are called to um, put your house in order. It's up to you to make sure that that me and the girls are getting our shit together.
0: Yes. Again, and
1: I and I am responsible. Evangelical yes.
0: interpretation of the Bible. Uh, yes. Or yes, yes.
1: And I am responsible for any time that you mess up because I made you stumble.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's still like, it's still your fault. <laughs>
1: it's always gonna be my fucking fault.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, we can end now. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. And that's that happy <laughs> <Woo>! episode. <laughs> wow. This does. And this is a. This I have is a, to
1: joke about it, Case, because it's because it's, it's so, actually quite traumatizing. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's when when you realize you have lived under it for so long. The the things I have, the pressures I have put on myself, right? The self-hate that has existed for me, um, because of this one beginning, uh, principle in Christian theology. Right. It, it, it's crippling.
0: And what I would, and, the, and this is a, I think this is an, a whole another topic that, um, a whole nother whole other topic yeah. <laughs> that uh, that we can that we should talk about at some point in time too um, so I don't want I just want to reference it here. I don't want to really get into it right now but this then colors how we live out our lives mm-hmm. in the world absolutely in every single area period there's nothing that it doesn't touch you and I were talking about it this morning that if I feel pressure to keep my lawn well watered and so my grass is green and and neatly manicured so that my house doesn't embarrass the neighborhood. Which we're comes, not trying to do actually. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> no. That comes go that episode. comes from a place of of a beginning of a lack of self-respect, a lack of seeing yeah. that that that's that doesn't really have anything to do with our value. That doesn't have really, that doesn't have anything mm-hmm. to do with how we care for our community but what it can do is it can it can then cause me to turn the water on three times a day and waste up the precious resource of water that we have it can cause me to to pump, you know, deadly chemicals into trying to kill weeds and fertilizers that are that are toxic into the the grass, you know, mm-hmm. to to make it look greener. Um, It causes me to use more fuel to, you know, in my lawnmower and my weed eater to, um, I have a battery weed eater, but before, um, you know, to, to trim things up and make dump runs to haul garbage, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, it just, okay. So it has real world kinds of impacts, how we, how we think about anything, how we approach anything. And so when the basis of a quote unquote Christian nation, a nation founded on Christian mm-hmm. principles, is founded on the inherent belief that all people are sinful and wicked at their core and, and in need of saving. Well then that trickles out into the general populace in every single facet of how they approach their life, whether they whether they pursue Christianity themselves or not. Mm-hmm. But the influence is still there because it's, it's in our bones as a nation. It's in our bones as a nation that people are inherently wicked and need, quote unquote, saving. And so, again, so then I get to look at others in the same way. I get to look at someone else as inherently wicked. And if they cross me, well, then it's okay for me to say that they're just wicked and I'm going to stand up for my rights and I'm going to, why? Because you inherently don't see the value that's in yourself just mm-hmm. because you exist. So therefore you don't see the inherent value in your, in your neighbor just because they exist and you don't treat them as if they inherently have value.
1: Right.
0: And that co- crosses over into common sense. That crosses over into, I mean, you know, we just watched that video the other day of, of, um, the, the guy at the rally and he's, you know, it's a he's, Trump it's a, rally he, yes. Well, come I, on, you can't,
1: you can't <laughs> reference it without actually referencing but that's it. That's
0: actually not important. It's not okay. important that it's a Trump rally. It, I mean, cause again, we talked about yeah. this. This is,
1: okay. I get that. This
0: happens all over the place. Um, yeah. Um, but it's this, it's, and it's a, you know, it was, I think it was off of, uh, um, the, the Daily Show, you know, and so it was like, it was like a comedy news reporting, but he's going around and asking them these questions and, and they're, they're giving like these nonsensical kinds of their own quote unquote, common sense reasoning for why this person deserves their vote or why this person's actions don't matter, you know, right. all that kind of stuff. And it was like, and it's so, I mean, it's like, it's, it's laughable for one. And then you're like, oh my God, this is real. Yeah. And the other thing, and like I said, and the reason why it doesn't matter that it's a Trump rally, and I mean it, it does and it doesn't, is because you you see this play out all yeah, over absolutely. the place. That, that people come to common sense beliefs on things based upon their inherent belief system, based upon their inherent value systems. And when that doesn't begin with seeing value in yourself, therefore you see value in others, Mm -hmm. well, then we're in a, we're starting in a hole already. And so even common sense then is, is, can look wildly different depending on what kind of belief system you, you, you hang on to. Right. Um, and so I look at that and I say, that's the most ridiculous thing ever. And they go, no, it's common sense. You know, and it's like, okay, well then, well then, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you engage with that? How do you, how do you move forward in that? How do you, um, how do we all rise above that? And, and I think that it's a, it's a very, it's a very dangerous mission. It's a very, dangerous mission, because if you see that that is the issue, you and I talking about this right now, requires us to live differently Mm -hmm. in that world. And that's dangerous because so many around us don't live in that same way. Mm -hmm. And that means that we have to lay down our rights a bit For the sake of loving our neighbor. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: The neighbor literally or theoretically. Mm -hmm. Um, It means that we have to not fight for ourselves, but that we have to take up the banner of us, us as community, us as human beings, you know? Um, And it's a complete and total shift that those who lead in this will probably be, just as one was before, crucified for it. You, You probably won't survive it. I mean, just honestly. from from actively pursuing it, even when they know that it's the right thing to do, even when they know that it's the right thing to, to give up something of my own for the sake of someone else. God, it's just dangerous. It's dangerous. And, you know, if I'm just being really honest, I don't know, I I haven't, I certainly haven't proven that I have the courage for it yet. But I want to. Well,
1: I think... The time that we're in right now is um, we don't get to just, well, I can, you know, I can agree or disagree and I can just live my life. We're in a situation right now where just living my life directly affects everyone around us. And um, I just don't think that's an an option anymore. Um, I mentioned somewhere to someone that I actually think. The harder we press in as Americans to our individualism, the more we hurt ourselves our our opportunity for individualism um, because we yeah. we get led by ego, um, we get led by what I want, what do I need what do me 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 and um, rather than um, looking at us as a community as a whole, I I don't know about you, but I'm not sure how well I would survive um, this world if I only thought about me. One, I wouldn't really have any relationships in my life, and two, I I need the business down the street to do its thing so that I can do my thing so that we can both give what each other needs like we need each other it it blows my mind that in this in all of this that we have this screaming towards i have a right to my business being open and we're not sitting back and saying god we're we're all struggling through this how can i help you and how can you help me instead it's just my 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 I have a right to this. I have a right to walk around without a mask. I have a right to not care if you get COVID. Why is that a right? The uh, Rights in America should be about equality, um, not about loving each other less. Like if, if my personal right... Um, keeps you from being loved, maybe it's not right I should have.
0: You know, I was, um, I referenced Joe Rogan's podcast a little (laughs) earlier. Um, I was actually listening to it, um, a week or so ago. And he had a guest on who was, um, who was a, um, a researcher at MIT, so actually was employed by MIT. But this is how strongly he was making the point is everyone has to wear masks. Everyone does. And his reasoning for it was, just what what you alluded to earlier, or what you said earlier, that it's not for you.
1: Doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. You
0: wearing a mask doesn't... Um, doesn't keep you from taking in, you know, germs, oh, right? They could
1: be on my hands, my face.
0: Right. My, yeah, right. right. But, and I and I saw proof of this the other day. Somebody did um, a video of um, of like this mannequin they'd set up um, with a like a cough and a sneeze without a mask and then one with a mask. And they did it like under ultraviolet light so you could really mm-hmm. see and all that kind of stuff. And it was just this massive difference in- yeah and how it kept things from spreading, right? And so what he is saying is that it takes everyone wearing a mask in public so that we don't spread germs, so that we don't spread this virus. Right. And he says, because it's proven that there are way more people who are carriers, um, non-symptomatic carriers of this um, than than we know, right? And so, um, so you may be a carrier and able to spread it without even knowing that you have it. And so the importance then of everyone wearing masks is to keep... The, from the possibility of you being an unknowing character or carrier mm-hmm. and giving it to someone else. And he says, So you wearing a mask is you caring about your community. It's not you trying to protect yourself, it is you caring about your community. And he says, And it will take everyone doing it because if only half of us do it, then half of us are still able to spread. Um, unchecked, that to me was like just this striking picture of just exactly what we're talking about right now, that putting ourselves in a position to where we are willing to take on a restriction for myself, it's not fun wearing a mask, No. hot. Fogs up my sunglasses. They, I mean, it's just annoying. They're annoying to wear. Um, but I'm willing to take on that restriction. I'm, t- I'm willing to take on that frustration. I'm willing to take on that, um, that burden, if you will, for the sake of you, for the sake of anyone else that I walk in the grocery store around um, or Costco you know, started yeah. <laughs> that you know mandatory thing um, to see their day. Um, that's what has to change, and and that's what's flushing to the surface in all of this. Is that you know this this whole thing of it, what I see coming out is lifeboat theory, right? Absolutely. Um, and There's, for anybody that's not familiar, not familiar with lifeboat theory. It's like, you have a lifeboat, your 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 ship is sinking, you have a lifeboat that can hold 10 people, but you have 15 people that need to be on it. Who are the five people who get left behind? And then you start looking at, one's a doctor, and one's a child, and one's an elderly person, and one person has AIDS, and one per you know, all this kind of stuff. And it's right. like, who do you choose to leave behind? It's lifeboat theory that we hear coming out in this, where they say that, well, we, our businesses need to be open. Our economy needs to be open. And, and so...
1: But they were already sick, Case.
0: They were, you know, they yeah. They're
1: already in their 70s. They're,
0: they're old anyway, you know? And, oh, and they would so rather die.
1: It makes me angry. They
0: would rather die than see the, um, see the economy crash. And it's like, can, are you listening to yourself? Are you listening to yourself saying that one life doesn't matter? Are you listening to yourself? And it's and it's because again, I not me, well, hopefully not me, but I am not willing to take a restriction on myself, something that affects my life for the sake of another.
1: I am so sorry that you're sunglasses would get fogged up and be such a burden (laughs) while I cannot breathe and I have to be thinking about a ventilator. Like, I, 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 Casey, I just, um, I can't wrap my head around this. Um, it is, it is deeply, um, troubling me. Um, I don't want to not only lose one member of my family, I don't want one member of my family to have to go to the hospital and fight this disease alone with no one around them. I mean, obviously medical would be there, but what a, what a hard thing. We yeah. already know that that reduces uh, the healing process to, uh, to be absent of relationship, to be absent of support. Um but but you you bring up this information about this is what research says this is what so and so says yeah okay so the attorney general said that we shouldn't be wearing masks and there's for every article that says it's science there's another one that says it's science and they have pol- polar opposite viewpoints on this and i and i just feel so incredibly confused and I find myself over and over again having to take a step back from everything and ground myself into a place where I can, where I can breathe, where I can find calm because it's not just a low level anxiety that everybody is talking about. For me, it's how do I navigate this humanity? Yeah. I, I, I just... I'm, um, I'm really stuck. I keep saying lives over livelihood. because it just seems like common sense to me that money shouldn't equal a life. Like just, That should just never exist, but that's exactly what we're doing right now. And w- at what point is it going to be mine? At what point is it going to be yours right. or Asher's? Like, I don't, I, I just don't like this whole conversation that's existing in America right now. I don't know what it is to be in another country going through COVID and what they're experiencing. But here in America, it feels uh, more than low level anxiety. It feels traumatizing.
0: I don't feel compelled to end on a high note because this is one of those. that's Is just, there it's, one yet? <laughs> that's, uh, it's, this conversation, I think, is a very sobering conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, you know, we talk about the ramifications of it and, you know, quite often. Um, I'm not hopeless. It's not about that. It's for me, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm mm-hmm. not, I am not speaking for you here. Right. I'm speaking for me. For me, this is just a big, giant wake up call. That, um, you know, I've had this transformation of my thinking that's been going on for a while. Right. And... I feel like this is where the rubber meets the road. I feel like it comes down to that thing of how much do I really believe in the things that I'm saying I'm coming to believe that are different. Because, quite honestly, if I say that nothing is as important as love, if I say that nothing is as important as, as loving my neighbor whether that's neighbor in my own house, starting with you and Sydney and Asher, or whether it's my physical neighbors or whoever else Mm -hmm. it might be. Right. Um, Nothing is as important as loving my neighbor. Then God, there are certainly some more active ways that I can do that, you know? And. Could
1: it be that you start with loving yourself more than you do right
0: now? Yeah, I think there's a part of that. Yeah. I think there's a part of it where... Because like you said before, I think if I don't... I don't know that I'll be able to someone else. I don't know that I can not have respect for myself and have respect for my neighbor. But have respect for my neighbor.
1: Because ultimately, if you're not respecting yourself, then you have such great need for respect or many, many things that come with being deficient of self-respect Yeah. that your motivator is going to be to get those things filled outside of yourself.
0: Yeah.
1: And ultimately, we say our neighbor needs to do that for me. Yeah.
0: So anyway... (laughs) Time to wrap this one up. Um, and like I said, I don't feel compelled to end on a high note. It, it's sobering, um, not hopeless, but it's sobering.
1: Well, the story isn't finished yet.
0: Yeah, so. it's okay just to be in it this yeah. time. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been good processing some of this, because you and I we've had convers we've had a lot of different conversations. This was a this was a new conversation that you and I had in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you.
1: Yeah. Thanks for the space to to dump.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We call it processing paper. Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Signing off.